you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out, I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, 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 do me a favor, why don't you act like this is an AA meeting, and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew. And Mustafa, you out here, a boy of one man. And I'm gonna tell you what, you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. It's me and Fisa. With me, as always, is Devin. And we are about to give you a really quick reaction to Backlash. Uh, it just finished up a, lot, a little bit ago. And, uh, yeah, you're getting a, basically a spot-on reaction, like, right after it all. Yeah, very uh, raw. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I literally just finished watching. I was uh, a little bit behind on on starting starting the show. And um, literally just finished a couple minutes ago and jumped on and... Yeah, man, we're here recording, just uh, giving you some, some real reactions to it right off the bat. Um, so I guess um, let's not even do a, a, an overview. We'll just go through each match because, um, you know, I know we're going to have some pretty strong reactions to some oh, of the yeah, things that happen are. later on. We are. But uh, we'll, we'll save that to the end, uh, you know, give give the people a little, little, little teaser in that way to say okay. that, you know, something's coming in the end for sure. But uh, we'll go <laughs> match by match to just break this down. Um, and full disclosure too, because uh, Devin and I we were just talking about the the pre show, so neither of us actually saw the kickoff match between Andrade and Apollo uh, for the United States title. Yeah. Um, we were both under the assumption that it was going to be on the main card. Yes, of course. You know things change in the WWE recently. Uh, Paul Heyman is no longer in charge on Raw, um, unfortunately. Right, so not great news for guys like Apollo, who were Paul Heyman guys, guys that he was helping to push. Um, so now he was on pre-show, but he did end up being victorious and and defending his title and be, and remaining the United States champion. Um, real quick, just to discuss the whole uh, Paul Heyman thing, uh, wh- what are your thoughts on that, Devin? Because we we literally were just talking on our last recording about you know with Paul Heyman being there, it's great, yeah. and he's yeah. he's been you know ha- helping certain wrestlers you know get the spotlight that weren't weren't uh, getting spotlight before, and specifically Apollo, and now. Yeah he's gone and this happens so what what are your thoughts well you know what it, it's unfortunate too that paul Heyman is off the creative creative team because i know he had his fingerprints on just not apollo but andrade bobby lashley even drew as well drew is a paul Heyman guy as well so with him being just off the creative team and now he's just a basically a on star uh character for brock lesnar it's it it sucks you know i i now i'm worried all right where do we go from here will we see apollo will he continue to be uh u.s champion or will he drop it soon you know it's it's a lot of stuff that's in the air right now man yeah yeah i I echo a lot of your sentiments i mean uh you know paul Heyman. it seemed like there were some up and down spots i mean i won't say that paul Heyman's you know, uh, time as being in charge, executive director of Raw was perfect. I mean, it definitely had his issues, but mm-hmm. at the same time, um, you know, certain people that were getting these opportunities, it, it was cool to see. You know, it's cool to see these new faces. It was cool to see Apollo finally get some shine. 
you know, Andrade has been a mainstay on the show for for a while now. I mean, the previous United States champion, um, you know, guys like Angel Garza, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm curious, like, how that's going to go for him because, you know, it just, it seems like certain people we may not have seen, you know, in, in times past with different people in charge. You know, Paul on, on charge, we, we are seeing some of these new superstars and it's, uh, you know, even like you said, Drew McIntyre, the current WWE champion, like he, mm-hmm. you know, prior to Paul Heyman, he was Shane McMahon's, you know, goon and he was, you know, uh, King Corbin's goon and now yes. he's Mercenary WWE champion. Yeah, yeah, so... You know, it's 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 I don't know. It's it's tough to to wrap my brain around. You know why this decision, except for maybe Vince and him just butting heads. And, and well, it was because of the raw ratings that were dropping too. That that played a, a huge factor. And I know it was a rumor too that him and AJ Styles had a fallout because Gallows and Carl Anderson got let go, and he that, felt that, that Vince and, and uh and uh, AJ had a fallout, or that Heyman and AJ. Heyman, had a I'm sorry, Heyman and AJ had a, a fallout because he felt like that Carl, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, when they got let go, he felt like that he should have fought harder for them to stay on the show and maybe use them for some type of creative. Because even with under Paul Heyman, he wasn't even they wasn't really being used a lot. They were just you know just being seen with AJ as AJ Henchman. Yeah, I got to see that. I mean, I guess. The the ultimate firing is is I'm guessing is not Paul Heyman's decision, but mm-hmm. to that point though about being used more so beforehand so that they could justify you know keeping them around. I mean I guess you could say that, but then look at Eric Rowan. I mean Eric Rowan was on TV pretty much every week, yeah. you know, and he still got yeah. released. So you know I don't know that that would have helped. It just the people that Vince liked, you know, they're still there, and the people that Vince didn't you know didn't care for didn't see you know what they were you know that didn't see them being superstars they're not there so um yeah it's 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 tough man i mean you know paul we'll see what happens with him on television because brock lesnar's not there um but all the other superstars that you know benefited from him being in charge i we'll see i mean we got what brother love bruce pritchard um he's the, the yeah. new guy in charge he now of both shows right because um, he was already being the, the head creator on smackdown so now they're going to put those two shows to or the two writing teams together for both yeah. brands well i'll say this that smackdown recently has been doing a little bit better yeah so you know that there's something to say. I mean, like we got the AJ versus Daniel Bryan matchup, yeah. which was a great matchup. Oh, uh, AJ Styles ended up becoming yes. being victorious. Of course, the new Intercontinental Champion. Of course, of course. <laughs> let, me pop my, let me pop my collar on that one. I, I don't know about, of course. I mean, it was a great matchup. You know, it was definitely a match of the year contender. Even it after was. tonight, you know, it with, was. Uh, the greatest match of all time taking its its place in history. We'll we'll talk about that in a little bit later. Oh, but, that's uh, gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah. But um yeah, I mean we'll we'll see. We'll see what's what's to come for Ron SmackDown with these writing teams combined and Bruce Pritchard in charge and uh you know, best of luck to Heyman. Hopefully, you know, he still is in some capacity um there as much as he wants to be. Yeah. You know, hopefully it's just a temporarily thing because I would like to see him back in the creative spot because I believe he was bringing some great ideas, like you said, some fresh faces, yeah. some fresh matches. You know, it wasn't feeling like you're just seeing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, yeah. 
Same, same here. So, but let's get to the the um, recap of the rest of the show here. So, we had the first official matchup for the pay per view was the women's tag team championship matchup with the with the champs Bailey and Sasha defending against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross and the team of the Iconics. Um, in the end, it was surprise, surprise for you, but not yes. so for me. Right, um, Bailey and Sasha, specifically Man. Sasha successfully defending championships at a pay-per-view. She didn't lose. We were debating that, right, whether man. or not that trend would continue. Defining her destiny. I thought destiny was going <laughs> to just, you know, just say like, yeah, you're just going to follow your destiny and just drop the belt, like on every pay-per-view like you do. But, hey, it didn't happen. You know, hats off to her, time. too. I was yeah. actually excited that she kept it. Yeah, and not only she was actually the one that got the pinfall too. So yeah. that, was, that was pretty cool as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this matchup overall, I mean, it was a fun match. It was one that was. I was looking at as maybe being, you know, the 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 best place to be like a show stealing match of the night. Um, after seeing everything, I'm not sure if I would still put it in that that category. I mean, it's it's really tough. This card was was hard to say. Oh, you know, I really like this match or that match because I I gotta be honest with you, I wasn't really excited for the show, you know, at all as as you know it started off. And then uh, I gotta be honest, I don't think anybody was excited for it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And so watching these matches, it was just kind of hard to be like, yeah. okay, I'm into this one. You know, this yeah. match is match of the night or this yeah. match. But you know, I'd say that the, the women involved in this matchup they they put their they pour their hearts into this match and they tried to do the best they could um, with with the situation and you know I think um, overall it was a solid matchup. I mean, everybody got a good amount of time in the ring um, and yeah, at the end, Sasha getting the pinfall victory. Um, you know, Sasha and Bailey's uh, story continues. Um, you yes. know, and and I'm, I like the slow build to that. I like that they're I not bet. splitting I them up right too. away. So I think it's good. It was a good match. Yeah, man. Same here. It was uh, it was like a quick match, but they put a lot. It was a lot of action in, into a quick match, and I appreciate the triple threat stipulation. Shouts out to Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Like like I said, man, they definitely you know uh, stepped up in the wrestling, and you saw how uh, they stepped up in their wrestling skills, and they had some great cohesion, some great tag team chemistry, uh, and yeah, man, it was just a great women's uh tag team match and you know hats off to once again to the champions bailey and sasha banks the blueprint and what what i'll also do uh, gotta say as well is that with with this matchup this actually does help to kind of build a tag team division for the women make a, a little yes. bit more legitimate looking tag team division good point because with with this matchup, we have three teams now all vying for the championships. All, all former like, tag team champions as well. Yeah, and they they felt like all of them felt like they had a legitimate chance to win. Mm-hmm. They weren't. There was no slouches in this matchup. Um, and we you know we've, we've got other groups out there too potentially that could you know be added to this to this uh, tag team division as well. So you know I am looking for. I mean on NXT there's going to be a tag team matchup now. Uh, Sasha and Baylor are going to be going there, and I, I forget the team. I know it's going to be Tegan. How do you Knox, do but... to get the team? Tegan Knox and Shashi Blackheart, bro. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Thank you for that. So yes, yeah, oh, Shashi and I Tegan. Forget that. I cannot. I cannot forget about that tag team. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, well, they're 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 kind of a makeshift tag team for right now, you know. But like, I do like the fact that they're going to NXT, and actually, yeah. Sasha and Bailey are paying off what they said they were going to do before, yes. where they wanted to travel to different shows and different defend the titles yep. and different, yeah. So, so that's good. And even though it's it's kind of a fresh, you know, new tag team in, in Shotzi and Tegan, you know, it's nice that they're going there. So I do like that. 
Um, so yeah, man, just uh, I think good things for the on the women's side when it comes to tag teams. We'll talk about the men's side a little bit later, but um, you know, shout out to the women, great job in terms of just you know helping establish the tag team division with this matchup. So the next match we had was the somewhat infamous. Sheamus mm. versus Jeff Hardy matchup, uh, culminating their story. Or, I don't know, maybe the story's not over. We'll see. But, um, you know, centered around uh, Jeff Hardy's sobriety um, and a potential DUI incident that happened on, on uh, SmackDown um, yep. where Sheamus, you know, framed Jeff Hardy for running over Elias. And then, you know, he made him take a, a urine test. And then now, uh, then he threw the urine in his face. And there's all this <laughs> stuff going on. It's just kind of a crazy storyline right now. Um, the matchup itself, I will say, I thought the matchup itself actually was pretty good. It was. You know, I, thought Shea, I thought this matchup actually feels like if you were going to pick one to be match of the night, I feel like just the match itself, this one is probably the one that I would pick. Now, it's still tough, though. It's tough to even enjoy this matchup because, you know, again, the, the background of, of what's going on, they're using Jeff Hardy's actual tr- uh, struggles with uh, alcohol- alcoholism yeah. uh, to tell this story. It just mm-hmm. feels, it puts me on edge a little bit. Like, trying, it keeps me from really getting into the story because I just feel like I feel uneasy about it. Um, but just looking at the match on its own, I thought both guys did great. I wasn't, I did not know who was going to win this matchup at a certain point in this match. I was, I was rooting for Jeff Hardy and I picked Jeff Hardy, but they did a great job of keeping it back and forth. Um, in the end, Sheamus did end up getting the victory. Um, and at that point that convincing, well, yeah, I mean, it was, Jeff had his moments to to be able to win that matchup too. So, I I mean, I wouldn't say like he put the stamp like towards the end, convincingly he won. What was clean? That's that's probably the way to put it. Because it wasn't like he dominated Jeff Hardy. Like, it was back and forth. And Jeff almost won, too, with the Swanton. So, well, know. yeah. But I'm saying he did a bro kick on the outside and then bring it, brought him in the, in the ring and then finished him with another bro kick. Yeah. I guess. But are you saying that that that, that was like a dominating victory where, you know, Sheamus just took care of business and, like, Jeff. Oh, I'm not saying it. dominating victory. I'm saying that was just a dominating finish right there. Like, I'm about to finish this. This is done for good. So I'm going to bro kick him outside and then bring him in the ring and then bro kick him again. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the done. That's the dominating finish. The match, no. It was like, like you said, back and forth. You didn't know. It was like a, uh, like you didn't know, what, like, who was going to win. Like, either Jeff is going to win or, or uh, Sheamus. So it was good. But when it came down to the finish that, you know, hey, he made it clear that he was going to, pin this dude one two three okay i mean yeah that's 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 fine that's fair i mean for for me i I looked at it like okay this could or couldn't be over potentially you know it still feels somewhat open um you know and i kind of wanted to have it feel like all right this is this is over with i I just i feel uncomfortable with the storyline so that's why i was rooting for jeff to win because i'm thinking all right if jeff wins then it can be done it was sheamus winning you know, it just kind of feels like, all right, they, Sheamus may even decide to, to try to pick and prod at Jeff a little bit more because he felt so embarrassed by what Jeff did. Maybe he's not mm. done with him. 
Um, so it just feels like, all right, this is this is kind of still potentially up in the air, but we'll see what they would do with that. However, uh, one thing, though, that, that did feel really, you know, I had an issue with was Corey Graves' commentary, you know, towards the end of the matchup or at the end of the matchup. Um, when he when uh, Jeff lost, he basically was like uh, he he let his family down again, you know, yeah. and he should feel uh, like he like he let them down, like he failed them again, like he should feel terrible for that. And I was just like, this just feels like it's out of line, man. I mean, you know, it's one thing to commentate on the wrestling and a, and a wrestling story, but now you know it's like you're doubling down on what Sheamus did when he's he's you know trying to dig at Jeff for his past issues and it just felt just out of line when when Corey said that so I just I feel like for Corey you know it, it was just a misstep on his part I feel um, mm-hmm. from a commentary standpoint to to kind of try to rub it in to Jeff like he let his family down again just like he did when he you know was was drunk all those years ago and had all those issues with with alcohol like that 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 just doesn't seem it didn't feel right to me I could see that, man, because that could feel like a low blow. Like, you know, you, I, I would say that comment was out of place because you saw Jeff on, on Friday Night Smackdown that, you know, hey, he he, he passed the drug test or whatever. He was willing to do a, a, a drug test, you know, peeing the thing, whatever. And, you know, Corey clearly saw that. So I don't even know what for was, you know, giving that comment to otherwise just trying to paint this picture uh, for Jeff. Yeah, it just, it just feels distasteful, you know. It really does. Like, there's a point you can you can. There's a lot of lines you can you know blur and and things you can say yeah. to to you know just keep it wrestling related, you know, and dig into people and talk about them and 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 just try to destroy them with words in certain ways. But you know, when it comes to something like this, it's it's it just it just goes too far. I feel like there is a line. You can cross, and with Corey, I feel like he's just trying to be controversial, and he's trying to help tell the story that they're telling, you know. And he's doing, you know, towing the company line, I guess, because they've all decided this is the story they're going to tell. So they're all just, you know, doubling down on it. But it, it just, you know, from a from a, a viewing standpoint, I'm hearing all this, and it kind of takes me out of the story, and it makes me think of the real life situation, and it just feels like, nah, now I'm I'm not really interested in even watching all of this take place because it just feels like we're we're not talking about wrestling anymore it's mm-hmm. like we're going back and we're 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 saying hey jeff remember what you did all those years ago like f you like you know you suck still like we're still pissed off about right. the, the way that you were before like let that go like he's he's worked his ass off to get sober and he's done it so like why are we still punishing him for that after he's done all this work to get his life right like it just that there's there's other stories we can tell, you know, to to make for interesting drama. But now, this right here is, is Jeff just, has just creative crappy. control over his his character, or like some creative control. Like you think he wouldn't agree to this if he wanted to? You know, I mean, that's a good question because it, it if it's it might be Jeff. You know, Jeff might be a part of the the you know story, the idea for the story too. You know, it, it could be. Um, but even in that sense, it's like, I don't know, then it doesn't change the fact that I'm still uncomfortable with it. Mm -hmm. Even if it was, if it was his idea, I'd be like, this is, this is weird for you to even do that. You know, and like, I don't know, I would just feel, I feel uncomfortable with it regardless. If I would feel worse about it, if it's not his idea and they're just like, Hey, this is what you're going to do. And he's like, cool. If it's his idea, it's like, all right, 
I get it. He's willing to put his life out there. It's like a, you know, like a musician who's willing to say, you know, put everything that he's been through in his life in his music, you know, and I, I get that. But as a viewer, I'm just speaking to how I feel about it, how, and it, right. it, I do feel uncomfortable seeing it. And I feel like, all right, this is, this is unnecessary. Like at a certain point, I just won't even wa- want to watch Jeff Hardy stories because it just feels like, you know, we're going back and beating him up for these past transgressions that he's worked so hard to try to overcome. I, it, it just, it, it just feels weird. So yeah, to answer your question, I mean, that's a tough one because if it's his idea, you know, then that's his prerogative. I mean, he can tell, he can tell whatever story he wants to tell, but that doesn't mean that I have to be okay with it and like to it agree from with a viewing yeah. standpoint. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. So, uh, any any other thoughts on on this story, or this matchup before we move forward? Nah, man. You, you we pretty much you know uh, discussed this pretty much uh, through. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we can move right along. All right, then let's move towards the the Raw Women's Championship matchup between Oscar and Nia Jax. Um, man, so I guess let me let me let you break this one down. What, what were your thoughts on how this matchup went? <sighs> For some reason. I had a feeling this was going to end as a DQ or a double count out. Like something like in the, in the air. I was like, I have a feeling this is not going to be a, uh, we're not going to get a finish to this match. And lo, lo and behold, we didn't, we got a double count out by Oscar and Nia Jax. I I don't know, man. I actually wanted, I I wanted a, a complete, wanted a complete match like even if yeah. you know if you can still make Nia look strong but but Oscar still can come up top I don't I don't understand why we couldn't do that we had to get a a, a non-finished base a double count out so that, that's how I felt about it like it, it was you know I didn't like it I didn't like the match yeah I I, I enjoyed the matchup up until all that happened you yeah. know and then you know big picture now looking at it it's like yeah that match kind of sucked because it didn't finish like, it, it was going good, you know, uh, Asuka, like we talked about in our predictions, um, Asuka, throughout this whole storyline, she's been dominant against Nia Jax. Like, Whooping her ass. It, exactly. It, it didn't, the size um, didn't matter, you know, like, she, she's she been, you know, kicking her in the face and, mm-hmm. you know, laying her out and just picking her apart, you know, every time they, they get into it on Raw. So, you know, in this matchup, it started out the same way. Like, there was no, you know, um, Nia just using her power to dominate Asuka from the beginning and just, you know, looking and Asuka looking like she didn't have a chance. No, Asuka, you know, was right there in the fight, you know, winning the matchup for the most part. Um, then Nia had a couple moments where she did use her power, but for the, for, but the momentum was with Asuka. And then the countout happens. I'm just like, oh, come on. Like, this is... Like, I get it that you want to maybe continue this for, for Nia and, you know, have her not just get beat on her first, you know, title shot that she's had, you know, since returning from this injury. But, like, come on. Like, this just, this feels like a, a lazy way. that We've seen this so many times that they'll mm-hmm. do this, this whole, like, okay, we're going to protect both of them by just having a countout victory. Like, no. Just have Asuka win, but then Nia can still come back and be like, you know, the way you beat me, you know, was was I'm not satisfied with it, right. or just some other way, you know. It's she just, couldn't just... use the most OP move in wrestling history, the roll <laughs> yeah, up. The I want to did that. Something, man. Just maybe, I want to. I want to finish. You know, right. pinfall. It's just it's crazy. And, you know, it's funny too because we, you know, we talk about um, you know NXT and AEW and yeah. just our, our respect for the way they do things on both on both those shows. We don't really 
see the count out losses or double count outs all that often nah. on those shows. Not even but, the the draw times, even when they put the twenty minute, you know, uh twenty minute time, time limit. limit on there. Like usually they finish within the time allotted. Yeah. Somehow, some way the match will end. You will get some kind of ending. Mm-hmm. Here and there, maybe you'll see something happen, but for the most part, yeah, it's it's not this, not a double count out or something mm-hmm. goofy like that where you're just like, oh why? So, yeah, I just I wish they would just do away with that and just have finishes, especially for championship matches. Really? That, that's just the most annoying thing in the world is you got a you got a title on the line and then it's like, oh yeah, DQ and you know, even and Asuka sold it well. She was not happy that it nah, ended that way. Wasn't. So I like that. Um it's gonna continue with extreme rules. We already know, so we're there that's what they're building to. Going extreme, huh? i guess so quote unquote in stream hopefully they don't come up with some goofy tagline for for that one (laughs) here we go again oh man oh man all right well let's keep moving through this so we got the universal championship matchup braun Strowman against the pranksters the miz and morrison hey Uh, hey hey Ho, ho. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, so what Devin is alluding to is that they premiered a brand spanking new music video um, entitled Hey, 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 Ho, Ho. And um, there you yeah, go. they showed it off. And uh, it was funny. It was definitely, it was. it was funny to see kind of like an 80s or maybe like early 90s vibe to the the video. I mean, Miz was definitely rocking the Miami Vice look with the oh, white yeah. suit. with the He's looking very shirt. 80s. Yeah, yeah, he definitely did on his side. And it, uh, you had um, uh, Morrison on the piano, just yes. kind of you know playing the tune, and yeah, when it was funny. of course, you know. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so it was good, and it got interrupted by the Strowman Express, which is that a brand new Tron? Because before he had like the crazy just all sorts of things going on in the background yeah, of the Tom, other Thomas the Train uh, vibe, right? Well, so <laughs> kind of like that one. It was almost like um, action movie esque, like explosions, brawn, like you know, rappelling from one side to another, and then just all sorts of randomness on the screen. And that, but this one was clearly a train. It was just like Strowman Express, his face on the front of it, uh, steam pop, you know, from side yeah. from the sides and yep. from the top. I liked it. I, I like the other one too, but I like this one a little bit better. I think. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I you know I'm more of the. I like the violent one, the one he's kind of running over people. Uh, they got that graphic right there of the the train express. The yeah. uh, I'll call it Thomas the Train wannabe, whatever, because that's what it reminds me of. But I like that one. But I, I can see your I can see your reason why why you like the you know the newer one. I mean, the laser eyes on the other one was was cool too. Yes. You know, so that they, they can have some laser eyes to this one. Yeah, they could. They could. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So so, what do you think of the matchup? Actually, I thought it was pretty good, man. Uh, it was actually some nice, subtle storytelling between uh, the Miz and John Morrison. You kind of, you kind of seen it uh, one time. I guess John Morrison was going for a pin for Braun, and then Miz pulled him up because he got jealous real quick. I like, I like that little comment, comment from Corey Graves. By the way, he said, "Oh, he he must was uh, that must have been his championship instincts." I actually kind of bought that for a bit. I was like, "No." Nah. <laughs> You know, but, you know, that's just Miz being Miz. He was jealous. Only him could be uh, the, the Universal Champion. And that was end up costing them the match, basically. 
Yeah, that that was a, a funny moment for sure. When he, it, I really liked it, especially afterwards when he realized what he had done. He was like, "Oh shoot, you know, my bad," yeah. and tried yep. to put put Morrison on top of him, yeah. you know, to try to get the pin. And then he, you know, Braun Strowman kicked out. Morrison rolled out the ring, and then Miz was trying to still apologize to him, and that was it. Was over at that point. Oh. Braun just had enough and and just just destroyed both of them. That was it. But um, yeah, just fun matchup. I mean, you know. It wasn't like a technically great match, you know, on its own, but it was a fun matchup. I mean, Morrison did pull off some great moves. I mean, he did his whole parkour wrestling type thing, so he was awesome. And The Miz, yeah, it was mostly just storytelling from The Miz, just trying to read the emotions on his face, you know, during the matchup. And, um, you know, he he was, they they both overall did a great job on their side just to make it entertaining. And Braun was Braun. Braun was just powerful dominating he sold well for both guys he did like um, you should for a two-on-one yeah you know and former tag team champions you know yep. like it makes sense that you it would does. have some kind of you know challenge facing off against two guys like that but um overall no no uh issues with this matchup it was a solid match for sure yeah same um, here man you know i did get a little my it's something piqued my interest I'm like would they actually switch the title would john be universal champion or i, I didn't know it because stranger things has happened. Yeah, the only thing that crossed my mind was um, when Otis was in the back with Mandy, and they met, they saw Miz and Morrison, and Mandy was like, you know, what he's trying to say is, if either of you two win, you may not be champion for long because he's going to cash in. And so that, for a moment, made me think, hmm, I wonder if they could, you know, entertain something like that mm-hmm. where, you know, let's say Morrison wins, but then. Otis comes out, beats Morrison, and then he's champion that way. I could have seen that. So, um, but you know, for the most part, I thought, eh, Braun is going to win this. It's, it's just tough for me to see <laughs> either one of these guys really getting a pin on Braun Strowman. So, you know, but but good match overall. Good it match. Was, it was yeah. All right, WWE Championship matchup: Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley with MVP in his corner. And it probably should have stayed only MVP in this corner. Yeah, it should because it was it was going it well it was. for Bobby, real well too. Yeah, he he, he had a strong game plan. He um, locked in the uh, the master lock. I'm gonna still call it the master lock. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> <laughs> the full Nelson, uh, right from the beginning, even before the bell rang. Right, and um, you know Drew couldn't even get his jacket off. He would just locked him in it and basically just had Drew done. They put, they called a bunch of referees out to uh, to try to pull Bobby Lashley oh, off. That wasn't helping. Yeah, nope. It took Bobby Lashley to finally relinquish the hold yes. for it, the hold to get broken. And then, you know, refs asked Drew McIntyre if he wanted to continue. Of course, Drew's a warrior. He's a fighting champion. He's like, yeah, I'm going to continue. And so they just, they rang the bell. They went right at it. Um, Drew, again, he just still had his jacket on for a good, I want to say, five minutes. Five probably. minutes, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> just, they just kept wrestling, kept going back and forth. And then uh, Bobby Lashley was the one that finally ripped the jacket off of Drew McIntyre, threw it off to the side. Um, but Drew got in some offense, you know, got back in there and made it a little bit even. But it was it was very uh, back and forth, very even matchup it until, was. for whatever reason, whatever possessed her to do this, Lana decided to come down to ringside after mm-hmm. Bobby has specifically told her, do not come to ringside. And MVP reiterated that a little bit before the match. Yeah, like, he was he like, hey, I didn't there. tell you that. Your husband right. told you. Yep. <laughs> this isn't a conversation you need to have with me. You need to have this with your husband because it's his decision, not mine. So she came out there. She got on the apron. She was yelling at the ref- a referee, telling the ref that 
um, you know, you cheated, which I'm like, what? What, right, right. what are you talking about? Yeah. So, and then Bobby, you know, sees her. He's distracted by her. Uh, Drew pushes Bobby Lashley into the ropes where Lana was, was standing. She falls over on top of uh, MVP. MVP yep. And then Bobby's looking over, like checking she, to see if she's okay. He turns around. Bam. Just taken out. Mac out of the world, bro. You Claymore kick, man. Yes. Out of nowhere. Yes. Just and that was it. One, two, three. Uh Bobby Lashley lost. And yeah, he is uh he, he lost the, the first championship opportunity he had in thirteen years. Mm-hmm. Lost. Just like that. He kinda shrugged that uh that Claymore kick off though. Had, yeah. Didn't you notice? Like he took the pin and then like one minute later he was just walking up, just looking at Lana, didn't pick her up, like, man, all right, I'm gonna keep going. Like, it was like, weird that he just walked away. Yeah. Like, he just kind of, he was down for maybe a little bit. But then before long, before they were done with the replay, like he was already up on his feet and he was walking away from Lana. I'm like, huh, okay. Yeah, so, he wasn't even like holding his chin or nothing. He was no, just like. He forgot hand, himself. Yeah, hands on his hip. Just, all right, we're done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he forgot to sell on that one. Yeah, he, he did. He should have like, sold it. Even, even, <laughs> right, even Brock be selling, you know, mm-hmm. the Claymore kicks. Shit. Yep. Robbie, he was like, nah. No. Right. Hands on hip. I'm going to just walk out. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, with this uh, whole situation now, where do you think we go from here with, with everybody involved? I think they're going to continue the, uh, the rivalry. It'd be cl- clearly because Bobby Lashley can make a statement, or not Bobby. I'm pretty sure MVP is going to make a statement. Probably at the VIP lounge, invite Drew and like, hey, you saw what happened. You know, you know, uh, Bobby Lashley wife got in the way. If she wouldn't have gotten away, you wouldn't. You know, you would have lost your uh, would have lost your belt. He would have made state a case like that. So I think they're going to use this to continue into extreme rules. Okay. Now, but specifically with Bobby and Lana, I mean, is this it? Does oh, this, this, uh, this got to start... be it. This got to this... be it. Right. Oh, are they going to continue this? How are they going to get to... I don't, I'm I don't, just I'm... saying, like, it, it makes sense that it would split, but I'm just trying to, you know, gauge, because that, that's what I thought. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But I'm just curious, like, what's your thoughts on, on that? Like, because if they split, then she's just a wrestler and she's wrestling on her own, or does she manage somebody else? Is is she done? Like, where, you know, I, I think she's I'm really done, confused man. on what right. this means for Lana. Cause she don't really serve a purpose, man. Like, I, I think they're done because I don't see her doing anything with Bobby unless they want to do something goofy, do some, like, couples therapy or something like that, or counseling, do some skits like that. And, you know, and whoever's listening to the show, writers, do not take that. All right. Don't, no. I don't want to, <laughs> don't do that. I want to see that. We don't, we don't want to see that at all. So please, man. thank you. All right. But, I don't see anything past that, though. It just seems like that that uh, storyline with Rusev just seems like such a waste. You know, like, what was all that for? If at the end of it, it's just, you know, Lana and Bobby split. Just the your ratings. And then that's it. Like, I don't know. They're just that, that just, there's just no payoff to that story. It it's wasn't. Just, very underwhelming. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for so uh, rematch with Drew. Okay, I mean, I guess I could buy that. I, I you know, Drew, um, he's on fire. I don't see him losing to Bobby, even if there is a rematch. So, you know, I'm kind of looking past this a little bit. But um, yeah, the rematch at Extreme Rules, you know, I, that that could be um, a, a natural way for this to go. So, yeah, I can see that happening for sure. 
All right. Well, we're getting down to the final two big moments of the night. Um, there was going to be a Raw Tag Team Championship match, which was not even in the preview. We didn't even it make wasn't. a prediction on it because no, they didn't have didn't. it there. They didn't have it in the pre-show. It wasn't part of any card. Nothing. Nothing. So, yeah, they made that announcement. I think earlier on in the show they made the announcement they were going to do that. And then we got to the point in the, ma- in the night where they were going to do the matchup. And then the music started to kick up in the background. The commentary <laughs> went away. And all of a sudden, we were in WWE Goes Hollywood all over again with this whole movie-type thing that they like to do now with the no fans. Um, and, yeah, I don't even know what to make of what I saw. I really don't. You know what? It was, it was actually entertaining to me, man. Oh, God. Because no. this is how I look at it. If I can accept stadium stampede match for aw i could damn sure accept this ridiculousness of viking profits because it was entertaining because you know what would work they was all bought in even the vikings were viking raiders were bought in they wasn't i didn't feel like they was just forcing anything it felt natural uh it, it it just worked man because they were just being they were just they was just playing their parts man but they all look like idiots. Uh, it was. They it was, all look like I was idiots. entertained. I was entertained. They, they literally had a tag team championship matchup. The Street Profits as champions look like idiots because they didn't defend their titles, and the Viking Raiders had an opportunity for the championships, and instead they started fighting in the parking lot. <laughs> so you just get yourself disqualified. You get the match thrown out. The the championship opportunity that you would have wanted. Right then and there, when I saw them fighting, I'm like, what are they even doing? So I guess this is like, they, they're clearly it was the match wasn't going to happen anymore. And I'm like, well, they just threw away that opportunity. And then it kept going on and on and on. And I'm like, oh my God, you got to be kidding me. What is this? And then they had the ninjas. And then Tozawa is a yeah. ninja leader ninjas now. Ninjas on motorcycles, yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, that That was borderline, man. I was just like, I don't know, man. What? what it, it was it was bizarre. It was bizarre. I, and then the dream sequences that we were seeing, and like I said, then we had the score. The musical score came back. Yeah. The three different songs, whatever. I, and then I, there, I tuned it out. Was it Eric who did like a, a Thor parody? He was calling for like a, a, a like the like the Thor hammer, but instead it was he got either the, the leg. Thor, <laughs> it was either the Thor hammer or a lightsaber, you know, kind of parody there. You know, yeah. using the force to pull the right, exactly. turkey leg. Exactly. But I just. Uh, it, it just did not work for me. It felt like, again, it's a tag team championship match you were supposed to have, and instead of that, you did this goofy thing. And they, both sides, they just looked silly making that decision. Now, the stadium stampede match, they said they wanted to have a fight, right? They wanted to go out there and have a fight. There were no yeah. titles on the line. It was just they were supposed to do um, the the whole uh, blood and guts matchup, and we didn't get that. Yeah, instead, the Hardy got compound, I believe, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And instead, you know, we got this, you know, that which was just basically a brawl between these two warring factions. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense. And if there's goofy things that happen in the middle of that, but there were no supernatural powers pulling turkey legs, you know what I'm saying? Like it was just guys jumping off of goalposts and come off supernatural know. powers. You had Matt Hardy literally changing in a swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, but that's not really. That's him just pulling out these different characters from well, within him. He's not flying. But what about you know what Ortiz? Saying? What about Ortiz and Santana reading the graphics of the Matitude? Like, come on. 
Yeah, but okay, but come on now. Like this I'm, is we're I'm talking literally about someone I'm, making a turkey leg fly into their hands. <laughs> so like it, it just it's just going even further than what you're talking about because you is can it, say is it really? Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it is. So, uh, so, so, potato. Ivar. No, it's not potato potato. <laughs> Ivar now has force powers. That's what we're just gonna accept. Like that. No. Okay. If if and I, why are we seeing his dreams? Like what? What is? What? How? I don't know. I don't know why. It's WWE. Damn it! If it, it, but it was entertaining and it, it it was what it was. I had to look at the bright side of that. I, as soon as I found out, all right, it looked like we're not getting a. Tag team match, it like it's just going to be some type of movie, you know, I whatever you can do, I can do better type of skit, whatever, and I just roll with the punches, man. I was like, hey, I, I'm in for this. Let's see where it goes. And I was satisfied, man. See, this is part of the reason why we're not going to get a tag team division that makes any sense in the WWE is because if we're going to, if if the Viking Raiders, a team that are the number one contenders don't care about being champion. They're just going to go ahead and get into a fight in the parking lot. They Again, they just look like idiots doing that. And the same thing with the Street Profits. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? This is supposed to be... It's, it's for the championships. If the two of you... Like, let's say neither team was champions, and they just had this fight, and it was just this random thing that happened, maybe I, I would have less of an issue with it. But we're talking about the tag no, team Rich, championships. Would you, would you have less of an issue... Yes, because the main thing that 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 ticked me off from the beginning was the fact that they announced there was going to be a tag team championship matchup, and then the the titles now look like a joke because the two teams that were supposed to compete for it didn't care well, about the, tag the fact team that always been a joke, man. Like, it, but that it, doesn't it mean is... that they're supposed to treat it that way. You know what I'm saying? Just because that the the way that they book tag team matches in WWE are in a certain way but by, by you know Vince's choice or whoever the wrestlers involved still when it comes to a championship yeah. they need to take that seriously you know like they need to act like they care about the championships that they're holding or the championships they're fighting for it's like imagine Drew McIntyre being you know in this situation where hey I've got a championship match against Bobby Lashley you know or even the other way around Bobby hey you're going to get a title opportunity and, and instead of the match happening we're in the back and they're just fighting it out and then it's like well Bobby you you just got yourself disqualified, you know, like it, it just actually it didn't even Bobby got himself in a, in a issue with that before, too, where, you know, he was going to have um, there was that gauntlet matchup that they did. And then Bobby went too far with somebody and then he ended up getting disqualified. Yeah, when he was, I when think he it was our truth. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you look like an idiot now because you went too far and you had an opportunity to advance your career. But now, you know, it, I don't know. It just for me. The tag team, the tag team division already had its issues, and then you go doing this, and it just feels like why I'm like I'm I'm done even just caring about tag team wrestling on the men's side, you know, when it comes to WWE, you know, I like, think I'm that's already, why it worked because I stopped caring about the tag team on WWE side. At least I'm getting something more real and 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 legit on AEW. If if I didn't have that, I'd probably be probably be pissed i'll probably be like what is this shit you know but since i get i get that i don't got to worry about you know the silliness at the AEW side i'm willing to see you know willing to treat the ww tag team for for what it is now man a joke yeah but that's that doesn't that i'm sorry that's fine that you can look at it that way but for me i just i look at it like it's just not acceptable period and for for paul Heyman 
to lose his spot because they're saying, oh, ratings dropped off. But then you do something like this. It's like, this is part of the reason why ratings drop off is because you make a joke out of the tag team division. Like, it, it just, it's just silly. Like, even all these weeks that they've been doing the whatever you can do, I can do better. The whole yeah. thing has been just this goofy thing that has gotten old and played out. Like, if you wanted to do it one time. Now, that I admit, for, I, I wasn't enjoying that. The whole yeah, you can like, do, I can do better skits. That was that was kind of lame. So it, it's just, and this is like, you know, the the culmination of all that, right? Because they went back to the bowling and, you know, brought out the golf clubs and the axe. And we saw a lot of that stuff. But it just, I don't know. It, it, this was a bad look for the tag team division, for the champions. I mean, Street Profits, they just look like a joke right mm-hmm. now. You know, Viking Raiders look like a joke right now. It, it's just it's just pathetic, really. It just looked awful. And, you know, if if you're going to take it from the standpoint of, hey, you know, I'm just going to accept it as what it is, like that division is a joke and have fun, for, have fun with it for that, I mean, that's that's you, that's, that's cool. But, you know, I'm looking at it as somebody who I'm still expecting more you know, when I'm watching wrestling, like the type of wrestling I want to watch, I don't I don't want to watch that. And so that'll hurt ratings like that'll make me not want to that, that'll make me want to flip the channel when the tag team division is on, because I feel like, OK, they're not treating this like it matters. So why should I waste my time on this? So, you know, so I'm looking at it like, OK, what can they do to help improve the tag team division so that I want to watch? And this isn't it. This is one of those things that'll make me just say, you know what? maybe I just don't need to be watching WWE tag team matches anymore because this is the type of shit that they do, you know, and with AEW, I'll stick to that with NXT. I'll stick to that. But when it comes to WWE, you know, for me, for the type of wrestling, I like this, this, this will set them back, you know, for sure with that tag team division. Well, you know, their, their tag team division, you know, it's, it's shambles. It just shows you that Vince doesn't care. Like, he doesn't care. He'd rather have a whole bunch of uh, skits than re- have a wrestling match. So, that's that's what we're going to get, man. I had to look at the best uh, the, the best out of that. And the best out of that was entertaining for me, at least. You know? We got a little mini-movie. The whole, I like the whole, you know, Montez Ford and AJ uh, Dawkins. They had some good chemistry. I, I, I like what they was playing off each other with the Viking Prophets as well. It worked for me. It probably worked for other people, too. And, just for, and, it, and it probably didn't hit uh, for a lot of people just like you as well, man. So if everything was like this, right, if they just said, you know what, like, since this works here, let's do this with other divisions, how would you feel about it? And then we got a problem. Then we got a problem. Because like, then, then then, it's just like, all right, this is just overall silly now. They want to bring this into, like, you know, now the, the singles division for the men's or women's now, even the women's tag team, because women's tag team is actually more legit, as right. we were just saying. Uh, you know, then it would just get like, all right, now I'm just going to stop watching, period. Yeah. Because yeah. where this makes sense is the 24-7 championship. You know, I could, I could see that because that's how they started this belt. Yeah. They started that belt as a comedy belt, basically. So you want to keep it to that, fine. We can, we can agree to allow that belt to have whatever goofy shenanigans you want to have. But when it comes to the tag team championships, that should be on the same level as, you know, in terms of the intensity around the feuds there as the Intercontinental Championship like we just saw with AJ Styles and with Daniel Bryan, you know, with the United States Championship. Hell, with the WWE, the Raw and SmackDown Championship. Like, it's, it's 
what it should be. You know, it should be on that level. It's not. The reality is it's not. But, you know, I just feel like that's the the level of care that it should be with that with that belt and with the division on a whole. It hasn't been there, but I never thought of it truly as a joke until here where it was just like, wow, they're really this is like they're it's like the twenty four seven championship. Like this whole tag team situation was it was just like the things that our truth was doing, you know, with that twenty four seven championship. And it just felt like, damn, like this is this has gone too far for me now, you know, with that. I can understand like, okay, bad booking and, you know, not having tag team championship matches mm-hmm. as, as often, you know, but to make it a complete joke, I'm like, damn, you know, it's just, it, it was just, it was hard to watch. I'm just like, wow, this is, there's some parts, of course, like just watching and, and again, I, I tune it out for the most part, but you hear some things and Montez Ford is trying to be funny and it's like, okay, you know, that's funny or whatever, but you know, overall, it's just like, God, this is this is bad. This is really bad. Um, so, you know, it, it is what it is. Hey, well, hey Vince, Vince said we're in the entertainment business, not wrestling. <laughs> that's, that's the problem right there. Yep. That's the problem right there, man. All right. Well, speaking of the entertainment business, we're at the main event. The greatest wrestling match of all time. Yes. Happened. Yes. We had Randy Orton versus Edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the voice of Howard Finkel introduce them, yes. which that and, part and I actually audio, didn't... by the way. Well, <laughs> so they Tom Phillips let us know, like, hey, this matchup, we just felt like we couldn't let it go on without having that crowd experience. So they let us know it was going to be enhanced audio, new, uh, different uh, camera angles. You know, they were going to do some things basically to that that was going to try to enhance the feel of the the match. Uh, even more so. Yeah. Um, gosh, this is this is yeah. this was something. So, and and kind of a background. So, like I said, I started this show late. I actually wasn't even planning on watching it tonight. My brother had texted me, and he was saying, "Man, there's some cringy stuff going on right now on WWE," <laughs> and I'm just like. Well, no, what happened? What happened? I'm thinking of all the things that potentially could have happened. And I knew Paul Heyman had gotten gotten uh, released from his spot. So I'm thinking, yeah. you know, is it Apollo? Like, did he lose or something? Did um, something happen again with Jeff Hardy? Mm-mm. You know, like, I'm trying to think of what it was. And, you know, he's just like, no, I, you know, no close. spoilers. Yeah, he's like, no spoilers, just, just watch it. And then this stuff happened. I'm like, ah, this is what he was talking about. Yeah. So this matchup, yeah, they basically they had pumped in crowd noise. Two K and WWE Two K. Let's let's be real. Let's be real. WWE Two K crowd noise. That's what it was, man. That's exactly what it was. I know. I know what I hear. WWE Two K noise when I hear it. If you play the game, that's what it what that's what it was. Oh, what makes it worse is that the last iteration of that game was broken too. Like it was just glitches and broken yeah. and oh man. It just Oh Yeah, um that happened. And then you texted me, you were asking, you know, like, so <laughs> where are you at? Have you seen the, the the show yet? I'm like, I'm not done yet. And, you know, that's why we're recording now, because it's just the reaction was just so strong to this. that we're like, all right, we got to get this out soon. So, um, yeah, I guess you you kick it off, man. Like what what was your reaction to the greatest match ever? The greatest wrestling match ever. So I'll say this, man. It wasn't the greatest wrestling match, but I enjoyed the hell out of the storytelling, though. I'll say the storytelling was great. 
in this match. And your boy Randy, like I said, your boy Randy is on one. Did you hear what he whispered in Edge's ear, bro? Because they did not bleep that shit out. Because I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it verbatim. So, kids, whoever listen, this ain't time to listen. He said, I'm going to kill you, motherfucker. I was like, what? I had to rewind it. I rewind it like they did the 10-second the rewind. I'm like, no, he didn't say that. that that's, man, my ears must be messed up. That, and I rewind it, and he said it again. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, whoa, this dude, they just letting them go, man. Uh, and they're doing, you know... Each, uh, they're doing uh, other wrestler moves, which was cool. You know, I thought that was a l- little bit too much, but I didn't mind the whole Three Amigos for, you know, saluting to Eddie Guerrero. But the whole Triple H pedigree and the rock bottom, and that, that was, to me, that was a bit much. But outside of that, man, this match for the storytelling was, was good. And then, like I said, your boy Randy, Savage at the end. You know, it was like it was going back and forth. They're kicking out each other finishers. And we get towards the end when he finally gets another RKO on him, gets the pin. And then he tells Edge, he was like, you can go, you can go now. You can go home now, Edge. You can go home to Beth, to your daughters and tell Uncle Randy says hi. I was like, shit. Well, damn. Well, chapter three, here we go. (laughs) Yeah, man. So, what, what what are your thoughts on this, man? I mean, th- this match for me, it was. Um, I wish you know how the, everybody wants to see the Snyder cut of uh, the Justice League, yeah. and now we're finally getting that yeah. on HBO. I kind of want to see the the unedited on um, the 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 version of this match without the enhanced audio, without the pipe noise. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. because it ruined it for me. It really mm-hmm. did. It just took me out of it completely. Like, I just, I kept hearing fake chants of this is awesome and just like fake chants of holy shit and just, just the, you know, let's go Edge, let's go Orton. Yeah. And they tried to match it up with the the NXT uh, crowd that was there and try to make it seem like, you know, some of it was coming from them. No, it was off. It was off like a Kung Fu dub movie. You know how yeah, it just, <laughs> you know, like it, it just took me out of it. And I couldn't, I couldn't really, because I'm seeing the work that these guys were trying to do, and I'm thinking to myself, why couldn't they just let this be what it was going to mm-hmm. be? Why couldn't they just let them have it? Because this is just what we're. This is the time we're in. Period. Like we, we can't have those crowds. We, we, it's not possible. So to just pipe in, you know, the 2K crowd noise, like you said it. I mean, it just, it's just fake. It's just fraudulent. And what makes those crowd reactions special is because they're not, you know, planned. You know, it's just the crowd is actually organically reacting yeah. to what they're seeing. It's almost you know, they're actually trying to tell you how to react, which is, right. you know, an asshole move, by the way. Exactly. So to, to do that, to just, you know, manufacture, you know, this emotion by piping up, this, piping in this noise, it just took away from the match and it just it just made it for me somewhat unwatchable like I just got up a couple times and like went and got something from the fridge and you know just kind of like came back and there was there was actually a point in where I was just so out of out of what I was seeing that I went on my phone to go pull up the Daniel Bryan AJ match because there was a couple (laughs) things I wanted to see from that again I'm not even kidding like I I just I was I was so upset with with what I was seeing from a production standpoint I'm like, you guys just really just ruined this matchup. Was you that disconnected from the match? 
I was I was totally disconnected from this matchup. Oh, man. From from the moment that they dropped those lights and they started playing the greatest showman matchup oh, yeah. uh, music when they were in the ring, I was I was out. I was like, oh god, no, here we go. Here we go. This is it. And then they they dropped down the microphone, and if, of course it was Howard Fingal's voice that was on the that was playing. Which to me, they could have still done that. Yeah, that part that was cool. that's okay. That's fine. You know, I mean, but then all the extra stuff with with again, just the crowd noise. Like again, it's it's special when a crowd reacts to what they're seeing in that way. But when you are trying to tell us to react that way. I reject it. I'm like, no, don't don't tell me how to react to something. Don't tell me what emotions I'm supposed to feel in this moment. Let me, you know, be able to experience this in a way I, like in, in some ways I would prefer that they would just have no audience, no sound, no crowd, whatever. and Just let the match be what it is. In some ways, I appreciate that a little bit more because at least then you're not trying to manufacture anything. Yeah. It's just the match just more doing the work on its own. Yeah. yeah. Like you know the the matchup with I, I keep bringing this this one up, but the Rhea the Rhea Ripley Charlotte Flair mm-hmm. match at WrestleMania, it had none of this, mm-hmm. and it was a much better match for me. That I was more engaged in that matchup because for me it was just like raw and real, and I I genuinely felt those emotions, you know. But if you start piping in crowd noise during that match, it would ruin it. It would ruin it because now it's like now this just feels fake. Now it just feels like you know this this just over you know, done thing. I don't know. I just, it just bothered me, man. It just bothered me. And, and I, I it's sad because really I, I'm watching, yeah, because I'm watching this match and I'm like, Edge is pouring his heart out. He really is trying to do everything to make this match great. And Randy is being Randy. He's being a son of a bitch. And, you know, in the greatest way as a heel yes. he can be. And if they just let it breathe, it could be awesome. It could be amazing. Not the greatest match ever, because who the hell goes into a match saying it's going to be the greatest yeah. match ever? That's just a curse of death. But they let the anything. match breathe. It was just overproduced. That's what it was. Yeah. And you know what? With me, I was like, once I got past the crowd noise, I'm like, oh, shit. You know, but once I went past that, I was I was pretty much all in. I blocked everything else out. I didn't care about the crowd noise at that point. I was I was just me. I was in tune with this match of what they was delivering for the storytelling aspect of it. So the 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 pipe noise, it got to me. It irked me at first. I was like, what the I was like, WTF, like what is this? But once I got past that, I was just pretty much honed in of what these two were, were doing and you know, I didn't care. Uh no, nah, I didn't care, but I wasn't trying I wasn't listening to what the crowd was telling me how to feel. I mean, did you mute it? Like, I don't see how like you were able. No, to No, I didn't mute it. I didn't mute it at all. It's just it's 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 weird, man. It's something. It's something I can do. It's it's I could just literally just block out. It's like you know, at, at one of the stores, somebody's trying to pick that alarm thing and it's going off. I could just block that shit, but it, it annoys everybody else. But I could just block that out though. Yeah. yeah. Well, for me, you know, I just I, I'm I'm so in tune to everything that's happening, the entire experience, the visuals, the audio, yeah. everything. It's the full experience. And for me, you know, it's just when when there's something inauthentic happening, I just can't. It, it's just like, all right, now my focus is on that. Now I'm waiting to hear what the next bogus track they're going to play is like what's the next thing they're going to pipe in versus me actually watching the match and just yeah. enjoying it for what it is it's just it just sucks you know like i just feel like they they missed the boat on that they should have just let it be 
You know, just, just it, it didn't need to be called the greatest wrestling match ever. Like it didn't need. No. Like why are you trying to put all this? Just trying to tell friend, you know, tell fans of what this match is about to be. Like no, First let let that yeah. let us figure that out. Yeah. Let us say we 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 could have said. Well, you could have said. You know what? This was probably match of the year candidate, but it's not even close because you was so so mm-hmm. disjointed from this match, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And you can see, and I mean, the other thing too that you mentioned is that they, you know, even with the wrestling, the way that they, they choreographed, you know, using the angle slam and the pedigree and the rock bottom, like that too, like you could tell, even at a certain point, I remember uh, Tom was saying, oh, this is like when Ric Flair fought uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, you know, and trying to really sell, like they're doing everything from all these legends and from these great matches of old, like this... If, if it, because that match we call one of the greatest matches of all time. So let's go ahead and, and say that this match has that moment so that, you know, this will have everything. It's like, that, that doesn't make a match great. That's not what it, why, you know, matches are great. So I just, you know, it, I just felt like it was, a, it was a missed opportunity. It was a misstep. It was a misstep for them, you know, overproducing it in this way. Yeah, they they definitely hit a couple of missteps in in this. First, they, they titled the match, you know, the greatest match, the greatest wrestling match ever, and then took another step with the uh, you know WWE 2K crowd noise, which that caught me off guard. I was like, wow, you know. At first, I'm hearing like extra noise. I'm like, is that them or if I'm hearing something? And then clearly, it it, it was you know filled in crowd noise. And then like you said, you know, you you hear the chants, you hear the you know this is awesome, but you can clearly look in the 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 background. Their lips are not moving. So, so. Well, this... but but here's what I mean. I'll disagree a little bit there because every time I heard it, there there were people in the crowd who were like clapping or saying it. But it's not. It's more than what like they have maybe. Let's say they have thirty people there, but they're trying to make it sound like there's a thousand people oh, there. Yeah. You know, so they were just like they said enhanced audio. So they just piped in that 2k noise and try to layer it and like every time you know they would say fight forever for instance you know you could see the people that were there saying fight forever but there's no way that that much noise is coming from that small group of people you know and it's like okay kudos to you guys for at least thinking that through because to your point i mean you know maybe when you were catching it when you started hearing the audio again you weren't seeing it completely synced up but you know, they. I could see that attempt. They were trying to make it, you know, make those sounds happen when the crowd was reacting to it. But it just, it just was so overproduced, so overdone that to me, it just was a complete distraction from the matchup itself. And that's one thing you never want to have happen. You don't want it to. You don't want anything to take away from the match. You know, it's, it's just. It was just a shame. Yeah, I, I see from you from your standpoint, man. Uh, I didn't know. You know, I'm kind of like surprised that you, you know, from this reaction. I thought you would probably be willing to overlook the, the field, the field in uh, crowd noise, and then just sink your teeth in into the storytelling of this match. No, no, I'm, I'm all, like, like I said, when they had no crowd, there was a part of me that really started to get into. You know, just hearing the wrestlers, you know, when they were trash talking with each other, Mm -hmm. you know, hearing the moves, you know, and then they added in with AEW and with, well, with AEW specifically, I thought that when they added the the, uh, AEW wrestlers, that made sense. But on the WWE side, I felt it feels a little bit odd to me. It feels a little bit like fake, too, when when you see the NXT wrestlers there, 
like they're doing too much, you know, like they don't feel as authentic as the AEW wrestlers feel when they're out there. Mm. So even that I kind of have a problem with sometimes, but this was worse. This was like, you're now pumping in. It's like whatever Vince believes is supposed to be happening in this moment from a crowd standpoint, he's now pushing that sound into the, into the, the, the matchup. So, you know, it just feels fake. It feels like, again, you're trying to control my emotions, and I, I'm just not with that. Like, it, let me experience this how I want to experience it. Just entertain me. And if, if it warrants, oh, this is awesome, it'll happen. Like, I'll feel that. You know what I'm saying? But you don't have to pipe that in to make me think, oh, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> because they're saying it's awesome. No, right. it's awesome because I feel like, man, this was really cool. That movie that he pulled off was awesome. Yeah, or a holy so, shit moment. Holy yeah. shit. It's like, what? what? No. That's not what I would say right there. Like, what, what are you talking about? So, yeah, it's just, it's just, I want it to be, you know, somewhat real and authentic there. You know, when it comes to the emotions of, you know, a, a reaction from me, like that, that when you take that away, I feel like you lose a lot of what makes wrestling fun. You know, that's that I built. Because sometimes, you know, when they think we're supposed to be cheering for the face, sometimes the heel is doing such a good job. We're actually cheering for the heel. Yeah. You know, like stuff like that happens. So, yeah. you know, you, it's just and that may, that's what makes wrestling really cool these days is that it's not so clear cut and dry. Like we're a lot. There are a lot of smart fans out there that just see this as, hey, these guys are, you know, they're playing characters. We understand that. And whoever is busting their ass, whether they're face or heel, we're going to cheer for them. Or if they're just cool, you know, in their character, they're doing a great job. We're going to cheer for them. So, you know, it might have been that Randy was doing such a good job being savage that we just wanted to start cheering for Randy. Yeah. You know, that might have happened. But, you know, to them, they're just like, oh, no, edges the face. Randy's the heel. This big move right. happens. This is awesome. Yeah. 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 Randy does something. They boo. Yep. You know, big bump. Holy shit. You know, like, it's just cut paint by numbers. And yeah. that that's boring. Well, I always just, said, uh, you know, when they have the, the WWE talent there for SmackDown and Raw and then for the paper. Now, for the pay-per-views, I feel that they're, they're not being their natural selves. Like, the only time... Right. I saw them being their natural selves is when the NXT in your house, like they was actually cheering yeah. for Damian Priest come up with mm-hmm. Damian Priest chance. Like, all right, you know, you should be cheering. Like, you know, you should be cheering for uh, Finn Balor, but nah, man, these, you know, the talent was cheering for Damian Priest. Yeah. But here, you know, this, you know, I guess Vincent, man, he, he got to have that control. Well, you know, this this really makes me want the crowd an actual crowd back <laughs> that Vince can't tell what to how to chant or what yeah. to say, you know, just so they can be real again cuz yeah. yeah. He's on it now. Right. He's having a power power trip. <laughs> yeah, seriously. He's like, "Oh, goody, you know, I get to do whatever I want. And they, no one can say yeah. anything to me about it. I get the exact reaction this I want." Awesome. Press the this exactly. Awesome <laughs> yeah. Holy right. shit button right now. Yes. That, that, what scares me too is I hope Vince doesn't get in his head that this worked out well to the point where he starts doing this more often until we get an actual crowd. Now, no, you know what? Really no, because in a Twitter, because I was on Twitter, I was tweeting throughout this whole, uh, you know, which is cool too. You get to interact with people too throughout this whole match or throughout the whole pay per view. People mm-hmm. were not feeling the pipe, the uh, field and crowd noise. They were feeling the yeah. match. You know, they loved the match, but pipe noise like me. Hell no, nah, man. It's it was insane. Yeah, no. Nah. 
Yeah, man. Well, you know, we, we've got uh, slightly different opinions on that matchup. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. at the end of it, the, the the hope I think we we both share is that this is not a regular thing with the 2K noise nah. you know, going forward. This is matches. organic. This is real. This is not like no, you know, field in. You know, like, hell yeah, that was a great match. But, hey, you, you was real with it. You said, well, the reasons why it didn't work for you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so backlash. I mean, overall, shoot, this this pay per view, man. If I had to give this a letter grade, I don't know. I mean, the <laughs> the last two matchups for me were just straight. Uh, it sucks. The, okay, so the the Raw Tag Team Championship match that didn't happen. Obviously, I did yeah. not like that. Yeah. So that that's out. And then Randy and Edge. I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm torn because I really I, I would wish that there was some kind of Snyder cut of this matchup where I could just get you know the regular audio right. and not the unedited this, version. Yes, yes. <laughs> Give me the director's uh, cut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the cut I need for this. So you know, it's, it's tough, man. I mean, I, are you willing to me, watch it again? Maybe just keep the volume to, to minimum so you can at least keep the pipe noise down? Uh, no, nah, because I, I want to hear something. I can't mm, watch. Because this matchup, man, went long. Like, it, it, it felt is. like, how, do we have an official count? Was I it do. Like, I, I'll let you guess, though, because you've been on, you've been two for two. Let's go for three uh, for three. Yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get this. I'm going to, I would just guess, like, maybe 33 minutes. Okay. Yeah, you're off by, like, 11 minutes. 44 four, four. Oh, I almost said 40. I wanted to say 40. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could feel it was long. It was a long yeah, matchup. It, it went long. I didn't expect to go long. I said 15 to 20. I think you said 20 <laughs> to 25. That's right. You did say yeah. I was like, it's got to be at least 20 to 25. I'm thinking we're going to get like a two-hour pay-per-view, like the, the pay-per-view from before. It's like oh, we've been shorting these man. pay-per-views, but... We got a three. We got a three-hour pay-per-view. We got a forty-four-minute yeah. match for for the so main event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Yeah, it was a. It was a. It was a long one. It was a long one. Yeah, but man. yeah. Um. I mean, that's that's. Yeah. So I guess I don't know. Letter grade. That's that's tough, man. Because again, I mean, the I'm happy that Apollo won. Didn't see the matchup, so I'll keep that out of it. I like the tag team matchup for the women. Um, that one was good. I'd yeah. probably give that like a. B, let's say um, Jeff and Sheamus. I like that match a lot. The match itself, I think, was was also like maybe a B plus. Um, but the storyline behind it, it just kind of sours it. So I don't know. I think, gosh, it's it's. I'm feeling like a D plus from you. Yeah, that's ain't about right. D plus. I, I kind of want to fail this whole thing. To be honest with you, <laughs> oh, I just want to give it a straight F. Go I really do. Hey, go and be I really do. Go and be sad. But I don't want to. But here's the thing. Like, I feel. I feel like Drew and Bobby. You know, Jeff and Sheamus. Their matchup. Um, the women's tag team championship match. Um, they they did a good job. So I don't want to completely fail the whole thing. But yeah, yeah D plus C minus. I'll I'll say a C minus because it wasn't it wasn't a complete like failure overall. You know, like there were some match. I mean, Randy and Edge for me that's an F. I'm yeah. sorry, like the audio just just kills that one for me. That's an F. <laughs> the Raw Tag Team Championship F. That one Ooh. no, I don't not with it. Yeah, Oscar uh, yeah. and Nia. The match was going good, and then they had that that awful yeah, double, double count, count out. out. Yeah. That's like a D right there mm. just for doing the count out. Mm. Um, yeah, just. But then all these other matches, I give them like a B. So yeah, I'll say a C minus. Okay, I'll go with B minus with me. It's that, that seems appropriate. I, I enjoyed the the in the pay per view in general. And uh, big shout out to 
to Samoa Joe, man, he was great on commentary, man. And I don't know if you peep when he did that uh, extra shout out to, to, to <laughs> AJ's family, AJ Styles, bro. <laughs> that, talk about okay, okay, you know. Randy Orton Savage, but you got some more Joe Savage, bro. Like he, first, all right. First, he had a big smile. He's like, I want to put a big shout out to AJ Styles. And I know he's celebrating with the wife and kids, and then he just dropped that smile and oh, went yeah. immediate serious. Yep. I'm like, whoa, yep. Yep. whoa. Hey, <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay, Joe, so how long you'll be commentating for, man? Because oh, clearly... he's coming back yeah. this Friday, man. <laughs> this Friday night. Oh, he claimed hey, AJ. Oh man. Wow. Hey, AJ. Wow. How Wendy do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's on an intro, right so you, you know, you guys listen to the podcast, you guys hear it every time. Cause man, that boy, that dude is savage, bro. I I was like, whoa. I, I was yeah. yeah, I was blown away by that when he did that uh sidebar for AJ Styles. But yeah, I was so happy. Yeah. I was so happy hearing him say. It. I was like, oh my god, he's back. Samoa Joe's yeah. back. He's coming back. I don't think he never he's... left. You always could be savage, man. Like you, but when he hit you with it, it's just it's like wow. Sometimes like you just yeah. don't you you still got it in for AJ, huh? Like man, no, I don't like the dude. <laughs> it's just sometimes I fear like okay he's he's too good at commentary oh, yes. to the point where I'm, I get scared that yes. this is it like he's just he's just done wrestling they're just gonna keep on commentary because he's too. just so good that's what I thought too but then he threw that little you know you know promo for AJ I was like oh no there's hope there's there's a lot of hope right there because he, he clearly that was like a a subtle threat <laughs> yeah yeah not so subtle because that well, yeah, anybody no. that knows their history knows oh, exactly yeah. what he was doing yeah so, was, yeah man yeah that was Gosh. the next level savage though that was the... <laughs> oh man real quick too shout out to charles robinson he he was a uh, part of this matchup in the old school wrestling uh, uh referee ah, yeah. attire yep. in the main event yeah. so you know, it was it was nice seeing him. I feel like I, we hadn't seen him in a, in a minute. Um, so you know, but they never said his name too during the matchup. Well, he's been, he's they been in the matches. You just maybe you just he he stood out in the whole old wrestling attire. He did yeah. in this one. He stood out because I feel like I, and you know, I guess I apologize if, if he's been around and I just haven't yeah, noticed. He was him, actually man. he was. I think didn't he just do the Drew and and Bobby Lashley match? He caught. Maybe, he was, he was refereeing he, one man, of those. He was refereeing one of those matches. It felt like I hadn't seen him in forever, and then he was like highlighted yeah. with that. So I'm like, all right, cool. And it it, it kind of made sense to have him because you know, in terms of the the referees with the most tenure, the the ones that the fans would recognize with the most tenure, like it made sense that he would be there when something you're trying to call the greatest match ever. I mean, like Earl Hebner is a referee that I think of. Mike Kyoto is a referee I think of. Neither one's been with the company. So, you know, to have him there, I'm like, okay, that's probably the best uh, the best one to be there for that matchup. And it was cool to see him get that kind of respect, especially he had spent a lot of time in WCW. Yeah. And so for for them to say, okay, we're going to put you in, in this matchup, yeah, that, that was cool. Yeah. That was cool of them. So nice, nice job there. And con- congrats on that, man. I just... Wanted to wanted to shout him out, man. Charles Robinson, great job there. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, where we go from here, it'll be interesting to see Raw tomorrow. We're going to extreme, see in the aftermath. 
Extreme. <laughs> See, don't do that because then the next uh, the next paper oh, Extreme Rules yeah. are gonna come up with something. Oh yeah, let me let me set up. Yeah, those, those, man, some stupid promo <laughs> music. And it'll know. be Michael Cole too yeah. saying it all the time until we get to that. Yeah. Show. Oh, we're going extreme. Yeah, I wasn't glad to hear. Oh, it's boss time. Oh man, yeah. Although Sasha's having fun with that now too. She keeps going up to him after they win. She's like, "Go ahead, say it, Michael. Say it. It's boss time." I'm just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Oh man, huh. yeah. But man, yeah, going extreme. That's that's where we're going. That's our next build. Yeah. Oh man, it was. It's in uh, Jeff Hardy colors too. Hardy Boys like a yeah, purple and green. It is man. You know nice that, little yeah. graphic. Yeah, I saw the new. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks looks cool. So we're, I mean, yeah, Jeff Hardy's probably going to be highly featured in this mm. one with Sheamus. That's yeah. that's it's probably what's be a hardcore match. I, I don't yeah. know. Chairs. He's going off a ladder, ladder, off the ladder stage match, or something. Ladder match, well, man. Well, yeah, yeah, something's going to happen. Yeah. Some extreme yeah, something. for the former member of Team Extreme. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that, but that was him, Lita, and uh, Matt. You know, they were Team Extreme. Are so, you trying to yeah. insult me if I don't remember that? Or are you talking? To I'm me? just just saying, that's, man. I feel insulted. Like hey, I don't man. know who Team Extreme is, really. I'm just Team Extreme or audience, you know, if the audience doesn't okay. know, you know, Team Extreme. I'm saying team I felt insulted by that. Come on, man. <laughs> How long we been doing this now? <laughs> we we don't really talk about the Hardy Boys like that, so no, we, no, we don't. don't. We don't, you know. But that's, <laughs> that was back in the day. It's the Attitude Era, though. Yeah. So we'll we'll see some uh, some extreme thing for Jeff Hardy to do during this show for sure. I could see on that next pay per view. Yeah, probably just be um, one yeah. extreme match for the extreme uh, pay per view. Usually, usually it's like one just or two. One. You, they have they have that bad tendency to do that. Like every match will be normal, and then that one maybe the you know one random matchup will be extreme. Right. Like, what a tables match or something will be thrown in there? Like why is this even called Extreme Rules yeah. anymore? Hey. Why are we doing this? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm, I'm totally expecting that, just like last year. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Um, Yeah, so any final thoughts on this pay-per-view before we call it a show? Hey, man. I In, in general, I enjoyed the pay-per-view, like I said before. Another big shout-out to Samoa Joe. Another shout-out to Edge and uh, Randy Orton, man, because they put on a good storytelling match. Not the greatest wrestling match, but a good storytelling match from my point of view yeah and i completely did not like the raw tag team <laughs> championship matchup nor the randy orton edge piped in sound i'm though i'm desperately seeking for wwe to post some edit some director's cut snyder cut of that matchup so i can enjoy it with normal audio authentic audio um you know shout out to the women you know bailey sasha the iconics alexa bliss nikki cross for putting on an excellent matchup in the early going um shout out to drew mcintyre just dominant champion this guy's a beast bobby lashley for having a really yeah. good matchup too yeah. um I, he, he looked really good he in did. this matchup man I'm, i was really Besides impressed selling, and, but yeah 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 the selling at the end he forgot he forgot yeah. I, i'll let that one slide this time okay I think it's been a couple times. I'm just saying that he got Claymore. He just walks it off. I think I think I think he was focusing on trying to tell that story with Lana and walking away from her and just, you know, wasn't thinking about selling the the Claymore. But, yeah, that he should correct that, though, because that was that that it's not a good look overall. If you're not selling well for for your fellow superstar, then they'll just stop selling for you. And then that'll be a problem. So, 
Yeah, but um, yeah, overall, I mean, there were some highlights, there were some lowlights, uh, but in the end, we got entertained for, at least I got entertained for some of it, and some of it, it's like, alright, well, I'm hoping for better things to come, and the Extreme Rules Extreme pay-per-view, rules. we'll see what comes to that. Oh, man, tell the people where they can hear us. Oh, yeah, all the time, so you can always find us at Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Twitter, that's Clark underscore wrestling, and we just popped up on TikTok. We are on TikTok, ladies and gentlemen. That is new to me, but my daughter... That's new, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. I know, my daughter (laughs) put me on, and she shout out our uh, podcast as well to her friends and everything, so we are growing in the TikTok social media outlet world, so hey, just follow us at it's Clark underscore wrestling underscore podcast for, uh, for our Clark Street tiktok page and you can always listen to us on the most popular podcast apps whatever podcast app you're listening to it could be apple it could be google iheart breaker we're on a lot of them a lot of platforms so just check us out search for clark street wrestling and we got over 100 episodes a lot in the library to keep you entertained all righty with that said that's gonna do it for this week's episode we will catch you guys next time for Devin. i'm hafiz catch you guys next time peace all right guys thanks for listening to the clark street wrestling podcast